Hello, Malcolm here. How would you like to spend a few minutes thinking and talking about faith, hope, and love? That's what we're going to do today from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Now, this is the second teaching class in the series for the Thames Valley and Watford Churches of Christ, beginning of 2023. I preached on 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 recently. This is a kind of a follow-up class for discussion for family groups, locations, smaller groups, or personal devotional reflection as we look at really one verse in a bit more detail, because there's so much in these letters, we can't cover it all, of course, in one lesson. And today, I wanted to focus on chapter 1, verse 3, because verse 3 is our theme verse for the year as a ministry. But let's read from verse 2 to verse 5 to put it all in context. So after a greeting, Paul says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mentioning you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he's chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. Verse 3 is our theme verse. We're going to be talking about this a little bit today, and in particular that blend of faith, hope, and love, and its connection with the way that we labor for the Lord. Of course, there are other instances where those three words come in uh, in one verse, and I'll put the references in the show notes, but that's 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, that most of us probably know about, but also Colossians chapter 1, verse 5. Have a look at that, as well as here. And then again, interestingly, later on in this letter, in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians and verse 8. So have a look at those as well and see what that tells you about this blend of faith and hope and love the poor refers to here. Let's have a brief uh, look at these three different words and their meanings. I've got three questions for us that might help us with our discussion and conversation with one another, and then I'll wrap up, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are. First of all, faith. Here in verse 3, Paul mentions their work produced by faith. Work produced by faith. What are we talking about here in terms of faith and its uh, production of work? Of course, we do know from Scripture that just because we work for God or work on his behalf and work to please him doesn't mean it changes the way he feels about us. We're not earning something exactly. We're certainly not earning salvation by the work that we do on God's behalf. So it's not about about that kind of attitude. Uh, Indeed, we know that we're saved by grace and not by our works. But as somebody once said, faith is busy. True faith is busy. Elsewhere, Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And love is active, isn't it? It's not passive. There, in Galatians, faith leads to love. Here, faith leads to work, but then love leads to sacrifice, doesn't it, for others? It's the same kind of idea. You may remember, of course, James chapter 2, verse 18. Someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. That's an interesting passage to reflect on. You might want to go and look at that, James chapter 2, and think about that balance of faith and works uh, that's being described right there. So living by faith, living out our hope, and living a life of love are work, aren't they? Not work to any, any earn anything from God, but work nonetheless. Are we afraid of work? 
should, are we thinking that the Christian life should be easier than this? It should be easier to, easier to convert our friends or, or grow in Christ or see the church develop and mature, easier for us to mature, easier for our, our group to be unified. Do we sometimes get passive and think, well, you know, I just need to pray and God will do it? What's your part? What's your part in your faith, what you believe in in God, what you trust God for? How does that help you to work for, uh, for him? So a question. Uh, a question, two questions here about this. Firstly, what helps your faith to be busy? What helps you to be busy, inspired by your faith to be busy for God? And how, secondly, do you avoid the danger of a works mentality, thinking that the works you do uh, somehow make you more acceptable in God's eyes? Because they don't, but it's a temptation, is it not? So what helps you with those? So that's faith. Secondly, love. Love, he says here, Labor prompted by love, agape, love, that kind of love, the Christ-like divine love. And this means more than small deeds of kindness. This isn't just remembering someone's birthday and sending them a card. Uh, this, is, this is laborious toil. That's what the word means here, the word labor. Laborious toil, unceasing hardship born for love's sake. And we see more of that in chapter 2. We'll come to that another time. This reminds us that one of our aspirations as a church is to toil to build the church well. There is toiling involved. Maybe that word isn't, isn't very appealing to you. I don't like it myself very much. But nonetheless, it accurately describes the fact that effort is involved if we truly love people and love God. If we are receiving that love from God, then toil is the result on our part. Uh, this kind of love is a love that gives and serves whether the object of that love has merit or not. It's a love that seeks to give rather than receive. Indeed, it gives without thought of return. It's that quality of love. It's the love that Christ showed us. The same word is used in John 3.16 and Romans 5.8 and 1 John 4.10. I'll quote, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. That's the kind of love. Or in Romans 5, God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that He Christ died for us. That is a giving love. Or 1 John 4, this is love, not that we loved God. He loved us and sent his son. So it's an active love, atoning sacrifice for our sins. So this is the kind of love we're talking about here. A love that is giving, a love that is serving, a love that is giving without thought of return, a love that is sustained by God's love to then love on his behalf. So question here, how do you connect with the love that God has for you in such a way that it motivates you to toil for him? How do you do that? How do you get that connection? How do you, how do you find that connection to so soak yourself in the love of God and enjoy the love of God and be confident in the love of God that it motivates you to toil for him. That's love. Thirdly, hope. He says here back in the verse, he says, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hope, endurance. Uh, the Greek word here means not a negative sort of passive acquiescence, but an active manly strong endurance. It's not the resignation of a passive sufferer so much as the fortitude, as somebody said, of a stout-hearted soldier. This is someone who's going to do their duty. They know what their mission is. They know what their purpose is. They're going to carry it out. doesn't matter how long it takes. It's going to get done. Hope, in a Christian context, always has an air of certainty about it. 
it's a confident expectation. It's not the unfounded optimism that sometimes is meant by the word in the world. And it's not a grinding endurance, but it's an inspired expectation. We don't know when God's going to do what he's going to do, but we have confidence that he will do it. And until then, we will persevere. We will ins- we will carry on doing what we're doing. Uh, we will endure. Because our eyes are fixed on not our circumstances and not our uh, strengths and weaknesses, our eyes are fixed on Jesus. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ that we have our hope. So we have, this is really good news, by the way, we have access to the endurance of Jesus. In 2 Thessalonians, and in chapter 3 and verse 5, Paul writes, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. He's praying there for the Thessalonians that God will help them into their hearts, into get into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So Christ's perseverance is something we can connect with. That's what he's saying. Isn't that wonderful? He is the ultimate perseverer. He is the ultimate endurer, isn't he? He went to the cross, enduring it, enduring its shame. So let's uh, let's think about a, a question here. What difference does it make to you that your hope is in Christ? Your hope is in him. And how does that help you to endure? How does that help? So to wrap up, Perhaps a year has gone by since the Thessalonians became Christians. Paul's writing this about a year later. And already people for hundreds of miles around are are talking about them. God is clearly at work through their work, right? That's what's happening. And I'm going to put some other references to faith, hope, and love uh, in the show notes, which you'll find there. You might want to look at those and use them for some personal Bible study or group Bible study may be useful to see how this works together, how faith, love, and hope work together to inspire us to work for God, to labor for God, and to to endure for God in Christ Jesus. Let me finish off with one last scripture, Hebrews 10, 22 to 24. uh, The writer to the Hebrews says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. We trust him assurance, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Hold to it. Endure in it. Hold unswervingly to that hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. We can trust God. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. See, that's all working together there. Faith, hope, and love. Helping us to be connected with God, working in his strength, with his assurance, and His knowing that we're loved by him, and then helping that, or, or those things helping us to make sure that we then spur each other on towards love and good deeds, just like they were doing in Thessalonica. So I hope you find these thoughts helpful. Let me know what you think. And if you've got any questions, drop me a line, malcolm at malcolmcox.org. If you could pass the link on to this, I think that'd be wonderful. I'm looking forward to that next class and I hope you are too. In the meantime, let us pray that we, we can imitate these wonderful Thessalonians and let us pray that we can work produced by faith in our God, labor prompted by love, by his love for us and our love for him and endure inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. It will all ultimately be worth it.
Take care. God bless.